As with past episodes, I will take this moment to say that we have a house full of animals and they sometimes make noise. I do not believe we're recording in front of any... No, I do not see any live studio cats or dogs at this point in time. And because it's nighttime here when we're recording this, the chickens are all asleep. It's for the best. I should mention also at this juncture that we are grown-ups and we use lots of grown-up language. And while we do not talk about anything explicit, we swear a lot. And iTunes really only has two settings, clean and explicit. And so I kind of have to flag it explicit because it's not clean. Right. I mean, it's not clean by MPAA rules or, or TV rules or any of that stuff. Like, if this were being broadcast live on radio, there may be several bleeps and the FCC would be very cross. However, this is a podcast, so we're not bleeping anything. Hell yeah. Uh Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 29. It's the second week of the month, so we are doing letters in a little bit. We are also starting out with uh, how things have gone for the past week. I spent the weekend being kind of hyper-organized at MAGFest, because if I'm the person... In security operations, I'm the duty officer, so that means that when I'm on shift, I'm basically in charge of all of security, except for the guy who's above me. But I have to keep a lot of things kind of in my mind and and moving at the same time. Who's positioned where? What volunteers have they got assigned to them? Who's coming on shift and when? And who's going off shift and when? And then there's the whole realm of lost and found and making sure we have logs of everything that goes on so we can go back to say when when the uh, fest board comes back to us and says hey why are we hearing about you know some guy drunk in a bathroom we can say ah yes that was the bathroom on the fourth floor and we sent him on his merry way after checking to make sure he wasn't dead yes these are the sorts of things we do a lot of and lost and found is, a, is actually becoming a logistical nightmare because there's just so much stuff that gets lost at an event that's 20,000 attendees. One of the things we've been doing is maintaining a Google spreadsheet with where it was found, a description of the item, and then what day it was found, and then we'll put in who claimed it and their badge number when the time comes. This actually is really helpful, so instead of digging through boxes and boxes of lost and found items, we can just do a quick search and say, oh, uh, someone says they lost their wallet and go through all the wallets really quick. Or in the case of badges, I can look up their the person in the badging system and then I can say, oh, your badge number is 12345. Let me see if we have badge 12345. And then there's also the uh, prop check, which requires a lot because that is a description of the prop a tag number, we tag all of them with a, a unique number so to say it's been inspected this year. You should really explain why you have to inspect props. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get that. And the badge number of the person holding them. The reason we have to inspect them, and we've been doing this for years, is because people don't necessarily take into consideration... You should probably explain what props are. I have to explain what props are? In this context, yes. Okay, yeah. So props in this context are, are add-ons for a costume. They may be as simple as a as a as a, a staff with a, a you know a, a stuff yeah ball on the end with the mm-hmm. dragon claw right or it may be as elaborate as the master sword from Legend of or um, yeah, Legend of Zelda Legend of Zelda uh. from the Zelda games anyway. And we'll see all kinds of crazy things. There it's pe- mostly weapons. It's mostly weapons, but we can't say weapons. Because if we say weapons check, that gives a different connotation. Okay. These are props. and But the things we're specifically looking for are, frankly, weapons. We had someone come in who had the most beautiful prop sword that was solid steel and weighed and balanced and not sharpened, but it had a really sharp point on it. And we're like, no. You know, there were a couple of people came in with um, uh, airsoft guns that were heavy and weighted and looked all the world like the real thing. And we were like, no, we're like, this is very pretty, but no, um, there was someone who, who had a, um, uh, a bow and arrows to go with the costume and it was gorgeous, but they were real arrows and a fireable ball bow. We can't do that. 
Now, there was one person who came in with a real bow and these elaborately carved arrowhead things <laughs> that were basically plastic. And so if they hit anything, like it had chipped just from being carried down. So we're like, okay, that might hurt a little bit, but it's going to break into lots of little pieces if you do that. And she was like, my boyfriend would kill me. He has spent hours making these things. If I were to fire them at someone, he would kill me. He has just spent so much time on these. So there's a lot of that. And it gives us an excuse to look at some really cool costumes. I have one that is... I, I, I saw some really good ones from Overwatch. I have this photo of this this one woman in full plate armor with with the shoulder things. It was all made from Warble and it, it had skulls on it. And she had this big-ass sword. It was glorious. Um... And I would have gotten to see it otherwise. And there is also the infamous nipple check. So the hotel <laughs> and convention center that this event is held at has a very strict no nipple policy. And they apply it uniformly to men and women. So there's no discrimination there. And in fact, you see it a lot more on men because... Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've had to tape up... Uh, in previous years, we've had to uh, shamefully tape up in bikini, you know, bikini style wrap for a Kratos that was built like a Kratos. Oh, you, oh, I, it yeah. hurts me. Um, this year there was a shirtless Kylo Ren <laughs> from Force Awakens who was very, were very like, no, you have... from The Last Jedi. From The Last Jedi, you're right, from The Last Jedi. Um, who was, who was very, um, you know, uh, no, I'm not going to do that, even though, and, and... At that point, one of our security staffers said, I am so sick of this guy. If I find him, he's going to be Kylo wrecked. Um, she was ready to just drop kicking. Um, yeah, uh, we did have... Um, we did not have a repeat of some of our former customers. Oh, you didn't get Batman? Batman did not come back with his very strange codpiece and his magic markered bat symbol across his bare chest. Um... <laughs> We we did apparently he had come back last year and I missed it and gotten gaffer's tape instead of the default uh, medical tape because the medical tape kept falling off. So, well, uh, points on him for doing that and also for as you said staying in character while you were putting tape on his nipples. Yes, because well, and we have to do we have to do the full body wrap. Um, we did have somebody last year who got. Um, we had to use the blue painter's tape, and he was doing Dr. Roxo from Metalocalypse and was in character almost the entire time. This year, we had one guy who was dressed as Vega from Street Fighter Two, and he was built right. I mean, I'm a straight man, and I'm looking at this guy, dude going, damn, like abs, chest, the whole thing, skinny. I mean, he had that Spanish, um, you know, masked fighter thing going on, shirtless, and we're like... No. This so pains us, and yet... Well, yeah, so we tape him up, um, and he has to come back, like, twice to get retaped because he's on the dance floor and he's sweating the tape off. And then, like, the fourth time he comes back, someone was like, are you here to get taped up again? And he's like, no, I'm going to my room. I just came by to say thank you, and I'm going to my room. Um, <laughs> but I had a lot of fun, and I got to hang out with some friends of the show. Um, Will Frank, our friend oh, yes. Will Frank, had come down from, from New York to uh, see another... Our friend Z, as she performed with the Washington Metro uh, Gaming Symphony Orchestra, which plays game tunes, and apparently they had a fantastic performance. Um, but, you know, overall, I was having to manage lots of people, lots of, of different moving parts, and so it was really important. Right, we're supposed to talk about productivity, That's right. not just nipple tape. Right. Um, so I, I had to, you know, I had to keep track of a lot of moving parts and I found Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets and the occasional um, uh, not post-it notes, we didn't have post-it notes, but index cards. When somebody's badge came in and maybe it was a special circumstance because they were drunk and they were going to need to talk to us about the responsible use of alcohol once they had sobered up, um, we would put a note with the badge to say when and exactly where to find it in the log so we weren't scrolling through trying to go, oh right, here's the badge. Here's the bit where he had a, a plastic bag tied around his neck like a bib so he could just hold it out and vomit into it because you he was that drunk. called his mother. <laughs> None of his friends were... His friends abandoned him. We couldn't get the names out of him. He was too unconscious for that. And so I called his emergency contact, which was his mother. And... Um, <laughs> Everybody called me mean for that, but frankly, I think he deserved it after causing us all that trouble and then falling asleep in the hallway. 
Look, when they're that unresponsive, if the EMTs don't take them, you have to call their mom. The EMTs are like, he's he's not he's he's not hurting anyone. He's not in any danger. He's just asleep. A really sound sleeper. A really sound sleeper. You could say his name, and he would sort of respond, and then he'd like go back to sleep. It was uh, it was it was a thing. Anyway. Anyway, so on to our wombat test subject. Ah, yes. Who was home alone for five days. I well, was not, not home alone. You were not home alone. Our I, friend Liz was with you. Yes, Liz is, is sitting in the back she is. here. Hi. Uh, <laughs> so yes, wombat test subject and iguana <laughs> occasional. Spe- I mean, mm-hmm. special guest. Thing. Yes. I special guest, yeah. Liz is an iguana, right? Lizard vest? Yeah, iguana. She's just a lizard okay. thing. Yes. Right on. Uh Yes, uh, well, we got snowed in because Kevin left right before the temperature plummeted and we oh, got yeah. a very respectable amount of snow. Fortunately, we had had... Uh, or North Carolina, we should say. The amount of yes. snow that we got... I mean, uh, in Minnesota or Michigan, it would have been like, oh, look. Haha, that's cute. Yeah, but yeah. it being the South, no one knows how to drive on it. We have no infrastructure. They can't brine the back roads. Yeah, you know they yeah. they're they're like five plows, and in the entire state does yeah. not have one of them. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's one of those things where I could have gotten out easily enough. I have four wheel drive. I can drive on snow as well as anybody. You know who's not a professional mm-hmm. trucker in Alaska or something. <laughs> uh, it's everybody else on the road. Yeah. Everybody else on the road, and no matter how good a driver you are, if you hit a patch of black ice, you're fucked. So yeah, there's it, there's a lot of that around here. Yeah, it's it was just it's easier since we don't have to leave the house not to leave the house. Yes. Um. So that meant that uh, uh, Liz and I basically hung out, and I did get some work done. Um, I wrote some words. Uh, the big thing was that. Uh, I mean, we had plenty of food. Liz can actually cook. I can't cook. Oh, well, yeah. All right. Uh, And then we had leftover, like, uh, Irish stew and... All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So basically, we got through the entire weekend without me reverting to my feral bachelor state. How did that happen? Which is what I usually do when Kevin's out of town. You're welcome. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I felt a little bereft, honestly. I was like, man, I, I... I'm still acting civilized here. I mean, if you'd wanted to eat ramen over the sink, I wouldn't have judged you out loud. <laughs> out loud. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. It's your house. You can do what you want. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I didn't stay up till five in the morning drinking tequila and missing Kevin and whatnot. Right, right. Uh, so. That's my job when you go on book tour. Yes. Oh, no, I do that on book tour, too. It's just that because I have to get up at 6 a.m. to do the mm-hmm. school visits, I stay up uh, until 8 p.m. drinking tequila. I got you. Go I got you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and I am, in fact, prepping for a book tour. And by prepping, I mean I'm thinking, oh, God, I have a book tour in less than two weeks and feeling vague existential dread. Um, not actually doing anything about it, just right. feeling existential dread. Uh and I don't know, I've been feeling actually, I've been like falling uh, off the, not that I was really on a productivity wagon, but I'm like, I have nothing written down anywhere for shit I'm supposed to get done. So it feels like I'm not getting anything done. Yep. So I've been kind of like, you know, mopey on that front about. Oh, you got to get back. Eh. Got to get back to it. I know. Well, you're about to have your entire life planned out for you for at least while you're on book tour yeah for two weeks for two weeks yeah you'll you'll have your full itinerary you'll know where you're going you'll know who's picking you up you know who's dropping you off it's very choreographed outside oh, of the absolutely. sleeping and the eating yeah yes. i know i i basically mm-hmm. uh my hand is held the entire way it is not possible for me to screw up unless i basically uh, begin projectile vomiting on children, and um, that's not happened yet. Knock on wood. So, uh... <laughs> so the interesting thing is, though, that this isn't something that's specific to you. They do this. Every author gets like a handler to to help oh, them on the, each on, side on, on book, book tour. Tours, yeah. Yes. If, yeah. if the publisher is setting it up, uh, you are you are treated like. A combination VIP and extremely dim toddler. Um, 
You say like either or like those things are some are mutually exclusive. Well, no, no, they're, well, yeah. they're, they're exactly. It's like you're you're led around by the hand by people who who know that you don't know how to drive here, you don't know where things are, and uh, and the the handlers always treat you with a little bit of caution, like you could be demanding and entitled and nuts. And it's hard because my publicist knows I'm an introvert and so has included very careful instructions like don't make eye contact and don't try to have a conversation. I'm, so I, I didn't realize this was going on until I was cheerfully having conversations with people and they, they were kept giving me weird looks. And finally, this lovely woman was like, do you know what it says in your bio? And I'm like, what? She's out here. I'm like, oh, holy shit. No wonder you were afraid. And she's like, yeah, I mean, no, it's fine. I've, I've had authors who will sit in the back seat and not even talk to me until they find out what college I've gone to. But you started talking about horror movies and we were having a good time and it occurred to me you might not know what it says about me. <laughs> I, I, think I am an introvert. And by the fourth or fifth day, I, I'm like, you know, it's nothing personal. It's not you. I'm going to forget your name. It's not that you're not an individual that I respect. It's that I have talked to 700 people and... 80% of mm -hmm. them are under the age of 12. Uh, yeah, and the problem is that there is really a, a archetype, a visual archetype of the, the third or fourth grade teacher. Yeah. And there really is, and it's all a, a lot of media escorts also fall into that, so I'm like... <laughs> You are all lovely white women in your late 20s with short hair. And okay. you are all dressed the same and you all have the same mannerism because you talk to small children. And if you have face blindness as I do, this is this is a hall of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is great. Fuck my life. I don't know who these people are, but I'm terrified. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, like, the, with the media escorts, unless they are visually distinctive, I'll be like, I'll turn to the third grade teacher and be like, "Who's who? where are we going after this? And she'll be like, I have no idea. And I'll be like, that's because you're the wrong person. You're not the person who's going to take me there. Yes, yes. which is why I always enjoy it when, mm -hmm. you know, the media escort is like a big mafia dude has happened to me in St. Louis. He was he was awesome. <laughs> and uh, or the uh, the the lovely young woman who uh, was was not uh, who we talked about horror movies, who was visually distinctive and yep. just. Anyway, um, also they... Th oh, yeah, sorry, I'm supposed to talk to the microphone. Also, they, they put you in um, in town cars and whatnot to take you to the airport, which seems like it should be fun, but it's really... I'm just in the back of this, like, Lincoln town car going, they'll be able to smell I was on food stamps as a child. <laughs> and, ha and it's great if the drivers don't want to talk, because by that point, usually I'm just like, oh, God, I can't talk to another human being. But sometimes they want to talk, and sometimes they want you to hold up the end of the conversation. Like, the ones who just want to keep talking and just want grunts, that's fine. I was okay until I got the guy who mansplained birdwatching to me in California. And I was like, I could kill him and bury his body by the side of the road, but then I'd be stealing an expensive car. Shit. Um, he didn't know his herons from his egrets. No jury of my peers would have convicted me. Anyway, uh, so it, and it sounds horrible to complain about, you know, you get a town car, there's a little thing, bottles of water. I never drink the bottles of water. I'm afraid the publisher will be charged extra. I don't need a bottle of water that bad. Sometimes there's granola. I have my own granola. So the upshot of this is, when it's time to get back on that, that checkmark, word count, whatever bandwagon... Which I really should do, because I am feeling like I'm not accomplishing anything. We should probably wait until after the book tour. Well, we should wait until at least... Well, I don't know. The problem is that I need like a week to recover from the book tour. Right. And then... I'll have one week to deliver a book that I maybe kind of promised to Simon and Schuster. So. Uh, so what you're saying is I need to be up your up in your grill about doing it starting now. Well. So what was today's word count? I know it's harder without the coffee shop. Uh, look. The important thing 
is that we all survived today and no one was hurt. He's giving you a look or something. Yeah, that's that's a, it's an over the glasses look, internet. That's a... kind of hurts my eyes to do for too long, which is why I'm sitting here doing it. I'm like, it's just starting to hurt, and you're just sort of like smiling at me vaguely. So this is not a motivational technique that works with my wife. All I, right, I I got my teeth cleaned. Okay, that's a thing you can check off. Okay, yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll start there. We'll start there. And and. Oh, and mm -hmm. it wasn't the Mary and the hygienist who I love. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, I went in and I was like, hey, it, what's going on? And to the receptionist, she's like, oh, Marion's out birthing a baby. And I, being me, said, oh, my God, was it hers? And um... and Marion is of a certain age. And the receptionist stared at me for a minute, then, like, took her glasses off and put her face down on the keyboard. And I was <laughs> like, no, it wasn't hers. Of course, that's that was a stupid question. She was like, she's she no, it was her daughter. Marion's a great grandmother. <laughs> and I'm like, so, but she yeah. doesn't look it. No. And, uh, so we had a temple. And, and hearing her talk about when she spent time in San Francisco at Haight Ashbury. Yeah. Yeah. I think she might have gone to Woodstock too. It's possible. Anyway, but she she was like so there was an attempt uh hygienist which, oh. and who didn't know me. Oh. Oh. And so <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and she walks in and she's like, "So, is there anything you want to tell me about?" Not <laughs> no. What's, do you want to she know? Really, why? She really didn't know you, did she? <laughs> I, I, I could talk about the lack of sexual dimorphism and hyena genitals. No, no, no. The hygienist don't tell her that. And I'm like, no. I, I she's like, oh, so you, is your mouth okay? I'm like, well, I mean, my gums are dicey. My gums are always gonna be dicey. I'm telling you now, my gums are dicey. She's like, well, do you floss every day? And I said, I don't feel like lying to you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, God. Which was true. And, but apparently that's not what you say to the hygienist. But I no. mean, it's not like they're not going to know I'm lying as soon as they look at my teeth and know that I do not floss. I mean, I brush my teeth. I don't floss. And they're just going to be like, you know, this is a house of lies. And then we're going to have to have the talk about proper flossing technique, which we both know I'm not going to use. But they're doing it to maintain appearances. And I'm like, we could just save each other 10 minutes if I just admit right now that I'm not going to lie to you about this and she w had this like stunned expression which is it's common in members of the medical profession around you yeah, yeah and it's like uh, that uh, okay that's that's good that you're not lying and then she was trying to do a thing and i don't know if she was like punishing me or something but man she was like uh, she was like nurse ratchet in there and uh it was brutal uh, fast oh. but brutal yeah no and uh and also she was left-handed, which was interesting. <coughs> and about halfway through, I'm like, is it hard to be left-handed in this profession? And uh, she's like, oh, God, yes. And the next 10 minutes were a discourse on how... First, she was astonished I'd noticed, and I'm like, "No, you're well. You're on the wrong side." And also, that you know, you're using your left hand. Yeah. But apparently, I, but she's like, "Yeah, none of the chairs are set up right. Sometimes, you know, you got to reach across patients to get the tools. You got to move everything around. The X-rays are a nightmare. You know." And, and <laughs> so I, that was that was interesting. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I feel that I I that was a thing I did that was not writing. Yes. Well. Yes. Uh, but but it was something you accomplished today. So. Yes. All right. I sat in the chair and pain happened. Excellent. <laughs> so we'll work on this for next week. And, yes, um, I need to get... I, well, for next week, let, let us get me back on a we'll checklist. Get you back wagon. on track. I will... I, I, I will give you grief while you are on the road, too. I won't have my Wombat test subject here, so I'll have to get updates from you on the road as to how you're keeping up. Uh, well, I, my checklist on the road is usually survive today. <coughs> Then we'll know if Survive you don't make it. Day. There yes. you go. Don't yeah. vomit on children. Don't, don't vomit, vomit on, on children. children. Yeah. All right. So we've got letters now that I've let Ursula just go for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> Sorry. We've we've been a little we've been a little cooped up. I've I've been dealing with drunks, lots and lots of drunks and other issues, and she's been she and Liz have both cooped been kind of cooped Sorry. up in the house. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 been great. <laughs> Honestly, the greatest source of stress has been uh, Ernie. Ernie. Yes, er Ernie has has Ernie has fallen in love with Liz. Oh, but uh, these with, things happen. Yeah, yeah, but his love involves standing, staring, and whining in his throat. He cries so aggressively at me. <laughs> he does yes. for three. Like 
it, I don't, I mean, I don't know if anybody follows me on Twitter. I mean, you were retweeting a yeah. lot of what I was saying, but yeah, it's the, 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 the siege, siege of, of sorrow. sorrow. Oh. just... Oh. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. oh, we were in the wrong place. We were, because, you know, the mm-hmm. humans are supposed to be in a bedroom or something. We were downstairs oh, yeah. in the kitchen, and that was wrong. So he would stand there and wag and whine. And yeah, I know how he painful. gets when he's hungry, and he'll stand outside the door to my studio, even though the, this back door here is open. He'll stand in front of that door. Yeah. And, and whine until I, I come out to feed him. And yeah. So, all right. So we're going to go do some letters, and we'll, we'll go give Ernie some treats. Maybe he'll feel better. I don't even know if he's unhappy. He just has tragic resting face. There's that. So we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. We've had drinks, right? We've yes. all had a quick break. And so now we're going to start going through some letters. Yay! The first letter I have is from Maggie K. And this ties back to a discussion uh, Terry Ash and I were having about studies done on um, a certain... Uh, I forget what this... I think it was like ADD and trans people or, or that sort of thing. And... The references for the record, when you're talking about stuff that hasn't been studied in trans people, you're better off saying cis men women than referring to their presumed chromosomes. So that's my bad. The former maps to available data and is a reasonable context in which to speculate further. It's broad enough to stay true even once we find more data, whereas the latter is overly specific in a way that could be easy, could be entirely wrong because we don't actually know if something is affected by specific genes on the Y chromosome and or if it's affected by hormones and or if it's social, and those would have totally different effects on trans and or intersex people. Very true. And uh, But it's, it's still a, a lot of studies that have not been done for trans people that uh, so we're uh, that in a lot of ways means that we're treating trans people as if they are cisgendered without the hormonal imbalances and other changes, not just physiologically, but you know, all that other stuff. And so it becomes very difficult. Well, I mean, that's that's it's symptomatic of, of the broader problem that virtually everything is assumed that white men are the default. And, and yes, and that is true in medical stuff, too. There are lots and lots of things that they're like. Oh yeah, this is totally different women, mm-hmm. but we didn't really think about it. Uh, they they have the medical industry has pathologized being right. female and mm-hmm. is God knows trying like hell to pathologize being trans. The people who will even admit it exists. So in the yeah. medical field, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of studies yet to be done, and we might be holding feet to the fire to get them done. Well, I have no yeah. idea how to hold anyone's feet to the fire over anything, but yes. If, if I could, there are. Uh, if I could hold people's feet to the fire, I would just have an ocean of coals and feet. Okay. <laughs> okay, that got dark. That, that got much darker. So, <laughs> I have here a lovely note from Catherine, uh, aka Book Fanatic. Oh. Uh, Hi, Kevin. I enjoyed the show as always. This is about. Um, the episode 25 when I had just gotten certified as a scrum oh, master. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad Patreon backed down. I did the math and I was going to be paying an extra $4 in fees. For those of you who might have missed it, and anyone on the internet who might have missed it, I think you were asleep through December. No, or you just aren't following Patreon, yeah. which, is, which um, is completely understandable. It was, a yeah. small, it was a loud tempest in a small teapot. Yeah, but it, it had a lot of people worried because they were going to change how not only how they bill, but how they pay out, and they were shifting fees from the from sort of being absorbed somewhere on the creator side to directly billing people like me who are paying to support. And instead of billing me once a month, they'd be billing me for every single pledge every single month. It was madness. Um, the only, and the thing mm-hmm. is they weren't even making money on it. They had, the people making money on it were like PayPal. Yeah. They had no idea how mm-hmm. 
people were actually using their service. So, right. yeah. Anyway, glad Patreon backed down, did the math, was going to be paying an extra $4 in fees. I could have handled it, and I pro probably would have been willing to cover the transaction fees if asked, but that wasn't what any of us signed up for on Patreon. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Had they asked any of us or given us options, you know, or if they even had a mm -hmm. button you could check for creative where they're like, would you like to cover the transaction fees too? Lots of people would check the button, but the, you will do this and no one will have any choice. That's another that's, matter. Yeah. That's a dick yeah. move. That's and really they, a dick move. Yeah. And how they tried to skew it as like, oh, we're doing you creators a favor. Meanwhile, other creators are seeing everybody like, like drop, 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 yeah. drop, drop, yeah. reason given fees, 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 fees. And you're like, oh great. You're doing me a great favor. Thanks. Half yeah. my people yeah. have dropped out. Thanks. And the creators like we didn't ask for this favor, and we are and 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 one of their facts was creators have asked if we can opt out. No, we can't let you opt out of this. And the creators are like, let us cover the fees, and nothing changed. It was great like it was. What's wrong with you? Anyway, they backed out. That's yep. the important thing. Thank you for supporting us. Yay. On planners, this is more from Catherine. I have discovered that what works best for me is a plain mead steno pad, the one with sixty pages and a list of commonly misspelled words on the cover. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. It's the perfect size, the paper quality is decent, and I like having the binding at the top. If you happen across a disc-bound steno pad, will you please mention it on the podcast? So, funny story. As I've been going through um, a lot of the stuff at Lavenger, because I, I, I buy forms and paper from them, and I like to look and drool at their pens and planner covers, and, and anyway, they have... a paper that is that is at the top it's a smaller paper and it is punched at the top and you can put like you can use the the little tiny like half inch discs with it and it's designed specifically for that flip open sort of reporter notebook steno pad feel and i think that's really cool you could just buy discs and a whole punch and do it yourself to the size you want but if you're looking for something pre-made it looks like uh lavenger has something just ready to go. Let us know. Yes, please, please let us know. And there's the loud clicking from my mouse. I apologize. Um, well, people like the podcast, but the loud mouse click, now it's done. Now it's done, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is from Sam. Subbing. <laughs> mm. This is, uh, thank you and two questions. This came in through the, uh, the web form. Um, hi, Kevin and Ursula. First, thank you so much for the podcasts. Yay. Yay. I listened to all three. And they're some of my favorites for my commute or doing anything that needs hands but not my brain. Productivity Alchemy in particular came at just the time when I needed to get organized and has been a huge help. I'm really glad I was able to help. I, I mean, that we're able to help. It's it's. Don't sell yourself short. You're the mover and shaker in this one. I just give, but I get a lot of... <laughs> it's true. Um, I get a lot of feedback and I'm always flattered and thrilled when people tell me that this podcast helps them, not just the with the sanity aspect, but you know, um, one of the, the people who works with the doors, I heard daughter emailed our friend Gooch, who was at the con with me at the event with me. They're, they're a fest. They're very, they say we are a fest, not a con. So I, I have to correct myself. Um, but who's at the event with me and it's like, yeah, no, thanks to listening to this podcast, I'm now starting to do some bullet journaling and add on some extras. And I'm like, I'm helping people I didn't even know were listening, right? Which I mean, is awesome. it's awesome. It's really amazing. And I'm flattered. I'm flattered every time. I just want to go out and get that out of the way. I do have two questions for you. Number one, have you ever seen a weekly spread that starts on Saturday? I like to lead with the weekend because it's my run up to the work week, but I've only seen spreads that start with Monday or Sunday. I'm happy making my own, but I was curious if you'd seen any in your ongoing organization adventures. I've not seen one that starts on Saturday. No, no, I haven't either. I mean, it should be relatively easy to, you know, buy a downloadable and flip it, and there it is. But um, that's, you know, that's that's it's an interesting take because I never think about Saturdays starting to build towards Monday. I think of Saturdays I'm decompressing from Friday. Just thank God it's over. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So if I, but we'll mention it if we find something. We absolutely yeah. will. Listeners, if any of you know of one, mm -hmm. drop us a line. Yes. Drop Kevin a line. Yes. Uh, number two, do you have any advice on how to manage an upcoming change in your organization needs? Right now, I'm working full-time and doing graduate classes, which is very busy but fairly structured. I only need to know what I'm doing since the when is pretty constant. 
I'm hoping to switch to full-time grad school in fall with research on the side. I know I'll have to be a lot more proactive in managing my individual time blocks, particularly daytime hours. And that's going to be a big change. I have some things in mind to try, but I was wondering if you have any advice or recommended resources on how to effectively change one system with minimal risk of dropping the ball. That's a really tough one. Oh, man, I'm, I'm getting like both Liz and Ursula are like backing away from the microphone right now. This is a very structured, organized life mm -hmm. issue, and we are not qualified. I'm lucky if I can get a to-do list and cross things off and with... Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel your woe and am impressed that you thought mm -hmm. so far ahead as to know this would happen and be like, I have to arrange to handle this. Right. So that's very impressive and now mm -hmm. I'm terrified and want to hide behind a door. Well, the, the first thing I would actually look at doing is time boxing. You're used to a strict schedule so it would probably be pretty valuable to sit down with a calendar, whether it's electronic or whether it's paper, and to block out time for activities so that you have kind of a very, so that you're basically duplicating that structure. And you can put in repeating appointments so that you can say every day at this time, I'm going to go to lunch. And if it fudges or you need to rearrange things a little bit, then, you know, you can treat it like a, a calendar and like a, a full-time job. Every and, day at this time, I will review the research thing I need to right. look at and or, see if everybody's got their shit done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the doing blocks of time like that, boxing out time, is probably going to be the most effective thing to kind of get you into a routine. Because you're going to be moving from a highly structured environment to, I'm guessing, a not very structured environment. And so you're going to have to start rebuilding habits and routines that you've kind of taken for granted. When I changed jobs and I went from being an in-office person to a full-time remote employee, I had to do a lot to kind of restructure my day in a way that wouldn't leave me basically sitting in my office at 10 a.m. still in my uh, pajama pants doing my, my work. Because you have a problem with pajama pants, Kevin? Yeah, now, both now, of us are wearing them. Yeah. I don't, but for me, it <laughs> leads to... Yeah. Hatred going on. I, 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 I will go down that slippery slope of maybe I haven't had a shower in three days. I, I haven't left the house. I'm scruffy. I haven't shaved. I'm starting to smell bad. But it doesn't matter because I'm just sitting in front of my own computer at home all the time. Now, I know, Ursula, if I were starting to smell bad or slide down that slippery slope, you would be like, dude, take a damn shower. Ah, uh, that's theoretically a thing I would notice at some point, yes. Anyway, so so the idea is I built a routine around <clears throat> getting up, getting ready as if I were going into an office and, you know, maintaining a, a, at least some loose structure so that I either didn't start showing up at, you know, 10 a.m. Eastern or not leaving until, well, for the first couple months when it was just me by myself and trying to work service the West Coast customers as well as the East Coast customers. I, I was working until, you know, two in the morning pretty regularly, and it was killing me. But now I'm in a... This is why they pay him the big bucks. They pay him wearing pants bucks. They just they, yeah, pay that's, us yeah. wearing pajama bucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, it the, makes sense. Could know? be, could be. Anyway, the, the point is that if, if you don't start building structure and doing some time boxing and, and getting into the routine and the habits that you want to keep then it it will become very hard to maintain that over time, uh, and you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna miss, straight up. You're gonna have days where you got in the middle of something and it's three p.m. and you haven't had breakfast and you haven't had lunch and maybe you haven't put on pajama pants either. You're just <clears throat> you know because something caught your attention and you were researching it or. This will happen. And... Or, or if you have to, if you are doing sort of research where you have to go into a lab, uh, mm -hmm. your lab coat is currently on fire. Uh, no. What? No. No, that that's an emergency situation. Everything else sort of goes sideways. It's it's much more of a you forgot your lab coat, or you're at the lab at four in the morning for the second day straight, and you haven't actually changed clothes in two days. I'm willing um, to bet there's non-emergency situations where you catch fire. Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> wait. Wait. If the only non-emergency situation I can think of where you catch fire 
is if you are a performer of some sort, if you are a stunt person or you're perhaps a fire eater, fire and even dancer. fire dancer, but otherwise we tend to associate if a person is on fire, it is an emergency of some sort. If they were not paid to be on fire, then the chances are they'd right. not ask to be on it, fire. It's very, yeah, this is, this is, there's, there's, if you're accidentally on fire, that counts as an emergency, and any pre-planning goes out the window as you engage in the lab's emergency process, and they will have documented emergency processes. This is why you wouldn't let me have that torch in the, the studio, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Are we still recording? I can't see the thing that record oh, yeah, we're, goes we're still, recording. We're, we're still it makes recording. Me it's, it's fine. Yeah. Here, let me just. Yeah. See, it's still moving over here. Okay. Still moving right there, like it's supposed to. It's just I, I have to do this yes. one so that I can. Sorry, so terrifying visual feedback. Yeah. Anyway, the idea is um, start by time boxing out to maybe a rough, roughly equivalent to your old work day, and start tweaking from there. Maybe you find out you don't need to do the same thing every single morning and you need to do a different thing on Wednesdays. Okay, great. Now let's let's schedule it. And that'll help you build routines and habits that will uh, help you maintain that as you work through your degree and hopefully it will carry over to when you have a full-time job again. And good luck with the grad school. Oh, absolutely. Jeez, they yeah. are, you are... Hardcore. Yeah. I have Hardcore. nothing to respect for mm -hmm. grad students. You are, you are fighting the... The dark and terrible fight. Yes, I will come to that because that's an app I need to review from our friend Chen. Uh, that is a thing I am working on for an interview later. Here we go. Um, hello, Kevin and Ursula. My name is Mandy. Hi, Mandy. I've been a listener of Productivity Alchemy since your first introduction of it. I love listening to your banter and find myself laughing out loud a lot during the episodes. You're not the only one. I will find myself laughing when I'm re-listening as I'm, I'm getting them ready to go out. I just laugh during mm -hmm. the episodes. It saves time. <laughs> That's fair. I would like to tell you that I appreciate the way you talk about your struggles with productivity, but more than that, I appreciate very much how you approach mental illness and how you make it a point to tell people that if they're suffering, they are okay. They are not any less a wonderful person because they have this particular kind of struggle. I battle with ADD, depression, and anxiety every day. Though I am medicated and have found a pretty sweet spot with my dosages right now, it is still a Sisyphean task to get through the workday sometimes. Preach it. Thank you so much for your awesome encouragement for your friends and your listeners in productivity and in dealing with the everyday things that pop up in life. Thank you for making this podcast. I look forward to each new episode. Uh, first of all, congrats for finding a sweet spot yeah. on the meds. That is, as everyone, mm. anyone who has dealt with that knows, that is a a horrible high wire act until you finally find the spot that works. Right. And then half the time it's a moving target. So, yep. and no one ever celebrates the oh god, you know, the your meds are working uh, correctly. Like, like that that's not an event, and yes. I feel like it should be a party. I want mm -hmm. a hallmark card for that. Yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> Could you not do that when I'm drinking water? Because that was almost damaging to my laptop and my microphone. But yes, we Sorry, need like a, a congrats on getting no. the serotonin balance. Or like a, you know, a carnival cake, you know, mm. the, the congratulations, you know, your your meds are balanced, yeah, you know, with I, a little I, thing or, on it. I don't know. And the thing is, since you're the one who knows when they are or aren't, uh, yeah. usually, you know, a few mm -hmm. weeks after the fact... Take yourself out to sushi or something. My God, that's that's yeah. huge, and nobody ever pays attention to it. Uh, and again, it is a mm -hmm. moving target. If you hit it once, it doesn't mean it's going to stay that way forever. As you guys know, I had to go off the generic of the one I'm on right. because it was stupid, and then I went on this Prestige stuff, which is amazing, and I love it. But if it stops working because there's only one viable dose, I have no idea what I'll do. Right. So. Uh, meanwhile, I, we upped my... Um, my dosage on mine, what, twice last year? 2017 was hard. It was hard. It was hard for a lot of people. Yeah, um, it was hard for the world. If, if I could, If I could get, like, like oil drums full of Zoloft and inject them into the, the crust of the Earth, I would do so because the planet would probably be happier. I'd like to give the world a hug. Um... I'd, I'd like to give the world some meds. <laughs> Why not? It doesn't. Both? It, it doesn't. It just, I'd like to give the world some meds to make it harmony. Okay, yeah, that kind of works. There um, you go. 
Anyway, this was this was sent uh, very end of last year, so happy holidays, and I look forward to what 2018 brings from Productivity Alchemy. We're two episodes in. I'm looking forward to it, too. And thank you for yeah. writing. Thank we, you. We, we mm -hmm. as you know, are frequently over-honest about the, uh, uh, yes. the, the struggles that we have with our various mental um, yes. issues. Yes. We're not shy about it. We're no. really not shy. But... Uh, um, so yeah, uh, it's important. And there's the reminder that there's someone I need to reach out to about an interview. I'm trying to get some interviews lined up for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm really excited, especially after my talk with Case last week. Um, but that's really, I mean, you know, it's the holiday, so not everybody's been sending. Oh, we got some here. lovely messages on Twitter from I people have. Uh, thanking us mm -hmm. for who have. Uh, someone said they that their house has never been cleaner, and they mm -hmm. and I'm like. You say that, and I'm like, that's wonderful. And at the same time, I'm terrified. And I'm like, are, are, are you, don't push too hard, my God. Right, right. I, I, I don't want you to hurt yourself in the name of productivity. But that is, it's yeah. really awesome. And um, I'm proud of you. It's just, mm -hmm. that's so far beyond what I have achieved. That yeah. I'm like, whoa, is, are you okay? And and it was the, the weirdest thing. Um, as I was coming on shift from one of my shifts, and everything was exploding around me because it was just that kind of night at MAGFest. I picture you at MAGFest just from descriptions, and it's basically you walking away from explosions like an action movie. Like you and, and half the door side in the bridge just walking in slow motion from explosions, except there's the sound of vomiting instead of, instead of booms. That's kind of accurate, yeah. <laughs> and the look on your face is just like, um, three more hours of this shit until I'm off shift. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that. That was that. That might have been it. But as I was coming on shift, um, uh, this couple stopped by to thank me for the podcasts and, and thank you and say hi to you. And I hi. cannot remember their names because I was in the middle of you know I have the the shift change madness and things flailing. And the vomiting. Yeah. And the, well, I don't think we'd hit vomit o'clock yet, but it was a near thing. Thank you, people whose name I, I, I he did not catch, right. and I might forget anyway, but um, I, you know. I genuinely appreciate it. As you know from the fact that, if you know me, between the face blindness and the being bad with names, uh. I, I, I exist in kind of a blur of people that I'm really, that, that are well-meaning and kind, and I like it. I'm so thrilled they exist, and I could not oh, no, pick no. them I mean... out of a lineup, but yay, thank you! Yay! Also, the person who thanked us for the Hidden Almanac, uh, December 22nd, that they needed to hear that, uh, while Reverend Mord cannot actually, you know, acknowledge mm -hmm. that on the Hidden Almanac, thank you, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, thank you so much. It was, uh, that was, that was a good one. Um, and it was well written, but the delivery, I, I felt really added to it. I, oh, I worked, it did, yeah. I worked oh, really hard with you, that no, one. No, you, yeah. you were, you were, um, you were tearing it up on that one. So yeah, that's all the letters we have. I guess okay. it was a little slower because of the holidays, and that's cool because I wanted everybody to kind of, even if they weren't celebrating the holidays, to at least try to take a little downtime. That week between December 25th and January 1st, a lot of companies close. A lot of people are, you know, spending time at home away from work, just letting it all cycle out. And um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. And we're working and on this year. If you did not yeah. enjoy it, and you you are just oh thank God that's over with. Yeah. Uh, dude, solidarity. There are a lot of people like you out there, and yep. I am glad you are still with us and survived the slings and arrows of family gatherings. So many slings and arrows. Yes. Um, All right. And I say this as someone who loves my family and um, is perfectly happy living thousands of miles away from most of them. Uh, and the rest are dead. And the rest are dead. So honestly, it works out great. I get to see them a couple times a year. That is that is optimal for me. And my family loves me and also knows what I'm like. So this mm -hmm. is good for everyone. This is, yeah. And so... <laughs> Liz, you're laughing. You know what I'm like. Now that we're breaking well, Liz... I, I, I'm laughing because I'm the exact same way with my family. I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it like yeah. my mom. I was like, Mom, I love you. And... Um, uh, I want you uh, to tell you right now, while you're still healthy, if you go into a home, I am going to be terrible because you know what my bedside manner is like. And she was like, oh, honey, I raised you. I know. <laughs> so thank you to Maggie, Catherine, San, and Mandy. I'm going to thank you again before the end of the episode. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this.
And we're back. Yay! I want to say thank you to Maggie, Kay, Catherine, San, and Mandy for writing in. I love getting your feedback. Uh, thank you to all the people who comment on Twitter and Mastodon and Facebook and all those different places. Uh, it's, it's just great to get feedback from everybody and to read your letters, even the ones that I don't say on air. And so far, that's been none of them. <laughs> none of them. I have a couple that I've, like, flagged, and they ended up in my to-read fo folder because... But they're actually so that I don't forget them. They're not listener letters. They're letters for other bits of the podcast. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's it for this week. Your badge code this week is MAGFest. Have a great time there every year, and... I think I, it only fitting since I'm home that I, I make that the badge code this time around, MAGFEST, M-A-G-F-E-S-T. As always, you can find back episodes of this podcast at ProductivityAlchemy.com. You can support me on Coffee. There is a link on ProductivityAlchemy.com for that. You can also support this podcast and our other podcasts by joining Ursula's Patreon at um, patreon.com slash Ursula V. The great rebranding to Red Wombat Studio will happen. Um, it's just... 2018. Yeah, that's... that's. Look, I have I have two books due in, in February and... Uh, a, a book tour. And a book tour in, in January. It's, it's, it's cold, man. It's cold. I understand. It's cold. It's yeah. cold. I'll, I'll add that to my list of things to start bugging you about when the books are done. Yes. But that, I had to turn down work, and you know how that hurts. Oh, me. that burns. I I gotta. That burns. Can, can you give us a short story by the end of February for this project? And I'm like, I love you, man, and I know I can't. Oh. And, oh. So. But I said no to a thing. I did not just think if I work harder, I can do it. Yay! By just carving it out of my intestines, and uh, that. Please that's don't carve I'm, out your intestines. That's nasty. The, 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 the good work is in the intestines. But you need to keep them so that you can get more work. They grow back. Uh, that's not how science No, works. that's not, no. Oh, maybe no. it's your liver. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I anyway. Know your liver does grow back, but I may need to make a phone call. Okay. Anyway. So, on that note... <laughs> Please feel free to listen to our other podcasts, The Hidden Almanac at hiddenalmanac.com, short fiction three times a week. And for those of you who are grown-ups, who are, you know, who drink grown-up beverages and understand grown-up topics like... Or at least understand what grown-up people drinking grown-up beverages sound like. Yeah. We're not saying you have to drink to listen to the show, although it might help. It might help. And a lot of people drive when they listen to it, and I don't want to encourage that. Yeah, no drinking and driving. Right. No. Um, but that's um, Kevin and Ursley Eat Cheap, kuec.libsyn.com. You know, feel free to check them out. And you know what, guys? I'll see you next week, and stay productive. Woo!